0: I was this week driving in the truck and we were talking about why don't we often see what we know the Lord has already shown us to see why aren't we seeing it unfold whether it be in our personal lives you've all had promises, you've all had things that the Lord has spoken to you and we question, we question, we question what, why is it not happening, why, why are we not seeing it and the question came up, maybe we don't know how maybe we don't know how and so I took that to the Lord this week as we were doing all the things that we were doing and I made a list of things that keep us from knowing how we're busy we've got other things put above the Lord they can be good They can be amazing. They can be life-changing for people around us. But outside of the presence of the Lord, it can become an idol. Doesn't matter how good it is. Doesn't matter how many people's lives are changed because of your ministry. If it's outside of the presence of the Lord that we're in right now, if it's outside of this, and you're doing it outside of this, then it's an idol. and I was asking the Lord, how, how can we host your presence better at the summit? How can, we, how can we accept you? How can we see the transformation that you want us to see in our own lives and in the lives of those around us? And he brought to me this verse, Psalm 139, verse seven says, where can I go from your spirit and where can I flee from your presence? Sometimes all of us, can struggle accessing the presence of the Lord. We can all struggle accessing the presence of the Lord. But it's very easy when we know what Jesus said to us, and He says something that should change your perspective on all the things that are going on around you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, even to the end of the age. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So, in times like this, I've been in services where I've been so uncomfortable. Like so uncomfortable. I can't even explain how uncomfortable I've been. Because he's here. And I know there's things in my life and I'm assuming there's things in your lives that when he's in the room it's hard to release it's hard to say I'm totally open to what you want to do I'm totally open I, I, want, I want you to come and invade every space of my life sometimes it's super hard to do that but I'm telling you even in this moment in this day he so wants to lovingly as a father invade your space and take all the weight take all the pressure take all the things off of you because his yoke is easy, his burden is light. So for all those in the room that are believers, Jesus came within you, Holy Spirit is in you. So when we focus inwardly on him and releasing him and, and being in his presence because he's within us, the world, all those things around us, has to conform to the image of what he is inside of us. But so often, and I caught myself this week, we, we have a, over 150 trees down at camp. We had unsafe conditions. We couldn't have people on the property. We had to cancel two, uh, two people that had rented the camp because it just was unsafe. It was unsafe for us to be there, let alone for kids and youth to be there. And I caught myself complaining a lot. Lord, this tornado, I know. I know it was sent to disrupt What you want to do With the camp There were mistakes made There were things that happened And I was so frustrated I was so just crying to the Lord And whining as a little kid And his response to me was Didn't you want this? Didn't you want me to use you? See When we're not focused on him in us, then the things outside of us change who we are. They start to distract us that he actually resides in us. We are the temple. He he resides here. And when all those things start to distract us from what's in here, we're missing him. And so we come into places like this where he is, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. want us to receive this morning that as believers he's in us the hope of glory he resides in us we don't have to go anywhere we don't have to do anything in the midst of a trail in the woods when I'm complaining and whining like a spoiled brat I can close my eyes and he's there he's there So some of you may say I, I know that this is getting more intense and as your pastor I understand that things are going to get more intense at the summit it's just what's happening God is putting his hands on ministries and we're open for him to put his hand on us and it's going to get really crazy but if we allow the craziness to, to overcome and surpass the peace that resides in him, in us. We miss him. We miss him. You know, the, the men walking on the road and he's walking with them and they didn't even know who he was until they ate with him. And then they understood. They had that, that knowing of him. My desire is that we would begin to know him even while we're walking not distracted by all the things that happened in the city that day, but to be so focused on his presence that we are transformed. John 7 tells us, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He is our source. He is the the well that bubbles up inside of us are you letting him out are you acknowledging who he is and who he's called you to be see when he comes in there's this place that he takes Proverbs 20 27 says this is the heart of man not the candle of the Lord? For those of you who are here to hear Pastor Wayne's message during last year's Kingdom Conference, if we're willing to receive all that he has for us, he will overtake all of us. He will overtake every part of our being, our thoughts, the things that spring up in our quiet time, the things that when we're alone invade us. He'll take it. He'll take that place. You don't have to go back to that thing anymore because you can go back to him. He's so desires his bride to want him to want him michael miller was preaching in a conference and we were sitting in the living room last night watching his sermon and he brought up one of his uh people on his team who talked about a a vision that they had of the the courts of heaven and that Jesus walked into the room and there was a, a rug in the middle of the room and he thought, oh, he's going to go there and pray and he's going to go there and talk to the Father. and But he didn't. In the vision, he walked across the room, this big room in the temple, he walks across and he lays down on the floor and puts his ear to the floor. And he began to hear The cries of those on the earth saying, come, we want you. We want you. We want you. My cry for this place, what I'm praying over each of you as I go through the list and I pray, as I pray over each of you, I'm praying that you would have a revelation of the love of the Father and the indwelling presence of the holy spirit that will change and transform you pull you out of the things that you're in and make you a one focused person i heard a pastor say once well we have to do the work we have to go to work we have to do all this stuff you know what what i found and it's very hard because I love to cut down trees and I love to do the work and I love to do the work and I love to do the work but if I'm doing the work outside of his presence then it's an idol and my concern is because it's a trap for me it might be a trap for you that you do the work do the work do the work and not be with him You see, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were with him. It says that they, they walked with him and he walked with them. When you're running, he'll probably run with you, but I'm sure it's much better if we walk with him. So this week I was in this meltdown and the lord said i i thought i heard you ask to be used when we're used by the lord it does not he does not consult us for our comfort level he doesn't consult us for our desire Yes, we make our desires known and he honors that. He gives us the desires of our heart. But sometimes he calls us to walk through things that will grow us so that we can take on more things because he says if you're faithful in a little, he'll give you more. But if our focus as my focus was on a couple thousand dollar tree that turned into firewood. The tree became an idol. In a matter of a moment. Because I wasn't in the presence of the Lord. I was in the presence of Rob, and that's not a good thing. St. Augustine said this I have spent my life trying to find him without, only to finally discover that he's within. Many of us are doing things for approval and that is a religious spirit. You are approved before the foundation of the world. You are marked. You don't have to do anything to receive what he has given freely. Now I just want to look around. I'm even going to look back here. Sorry for turning my back on y'all but You're enough. You're enough, Joe. Phyllis, you're enough. This team, each of you, you're enough in what you are in this moment. You don't have to become anything else. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to have an album to be somebody. You're enough. And I say that to you. The Father's heart for you is that you stop striving to become something that you're not. You're enough. In my brokenness, I'm enough. In my failures, I'm enough. When I get frustrated over a tree, I'm enough. You in the room that want everything to be perfect, you want to make sure that everything's in alignment so that when people come and experience, and I'm like that too. I want there to be new bridges for the girls to not have to jump over the, the ditch. I want there to be clotheslines in the, in the girls' cabins. I want, I want this place to be perfect, and in that, it becomes an idol if it's not in the presence of the Lord. The perfection that you seek, the perfection that you go after, the perfection that you have given your life to perform and do is nothing compared to the perfection of him who loves you how you are right now in this moment how you were last night at 11:30 how you are today at all times you are enough you're enough i was having a conversation with some people and the holy spirit said You need to look them each in the eye and say, You're enough. And as I did, and I went around the room and looked each person in the eye, people just began to weep. You don't have to perform to your parents' standards. You don't have to perform to what your pastor thinks of you. You don't have to perform to anyone, especially him, because you're enough. You're enough. You're enough enough Jesus said that out of us will flow rivers of living water but he qualified it by saying once you drink of him out of you will flow rivers of living water so this is what that means break it down very simply as you give him attention as you give him love, there's something that is birthed in you. That makes it easier. It begins to increase. This anointing, this river, this this thing inside of you that that bubbles forth, it begins to go it begins to grow. As you give him attention, the distractions of the world begin to go away. And so my ask for you is will you give him more attention today than you gave him yesterday will you give him more intent, attention tomorrow than you did today will you give him more attention every single day so you say sometimes you come in and people are already laying on the floor or things are happening and maybe you come in and you feel like you're out of place I, I have a feeling it's an attention problem Science has labels that they put on people, which I don't agree with, but there's one that's attention deficit disorder. And I think that we have attention disability in the church. And the attention disability in the church is that everything else grabs our attention more than the Lord grabs our attention. And we give our attention to lots of things that aren't of the Lord. And one way I can guarantee that you will encounter his presence every single time. You see, he loves to be your father. He loves to be your father. I don't know what your father was like, but he loves to be your father. He desires to be your father so much that anytime you call, he'll be there. And however long you want to give him attention, he'll be there. If you want to give him attention the whole next week, you're just going to call off work. You're going to tell all your appointments, I'm done. I'm giving him my attention for a week. I guarantee every second that you give him, he'll be there. Every second. That doesn't happen with me. It doesn't happen with your spouse. It doesn't happen with anyone else on the earth. It only happens with the Father who loves you. So the first step in getting into the presence of God And we're all at different levels here, but I can guarantee this is the first step. You have to give him attention. And so I was standing in the woods, frustrated, angry, and he began to ask me questions. Why are you so mad? I said, well, the tree that was worth a few thousand dollars was cut up into firewood, and sure, it's going to be warm, but we could have sold that thing. And he said, why are you upset? I said, I just told you. I said, well, I guess I'm upset because I sent people up here to do this and they cut up a tree that was worth a few thousand dollars. He said, why are you upset? I said, because I wasn't there. He said, why are you upset? said because I wasn't good enough I wasn't able to be everywhere I should have been I wasn't good enough and he said am I enough so when you give him attention and you begin to worship him whether you're sweaty and covered in sawdust in a woods or whether you're sitting here in this moment when you give him attention he will show up every time every time and my prayer this morning is that we can break off this attention disorder that is on the church that is keeping the bride so busy that she's not able to go to the room and get clean we sing songs like we did this morning and I don't know about you but I was completely out of it because he's here in the room right now and I began to think about last week talking with Pastor Mike and Pastor Sean and the truth and the just the anointing that was on that time and I saw a picture while I was worshiping this morning of those two chairs on this platform and the Lord is sitting in one And the other one's open and the Lord says, would you, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk this morning? And that call goes out to each of you. The call goes out to all of us in the room. Do you want to sit down with him and talk? Because your father has set aside time, all of it. He created it and he set it aside to be with his people And I don't understand how all that works. There's hundreds of millions of people worshiping this morning in the same way that we are and he's there and he's here and I don't know how all that works but what I know is is that his presence is here if you can't feel him if you can't see him if you can't hear him give him your attention. And the second piece that I know that helps us enter his presence jesus said come to me as a child i think we often think we've got it figured out we know what worship songs are going to go in what order to create the atmosphere in which we want and then we can do an altar call at the end and people will come forward because they know that they need healing and we know they need healing and all of that and it's a formula and it's not a childlike approach to the father So number one, give him your attention. Number two, approach him as a child. And and I, I wonder what that looks like for you. Some of you have been adulting since you were 10. Some of you have been making adult-like decisions since you were a teenager and You forgot what it means to be a child in the presence of a good father. And so we talk here about the presence. We talk about Jesus being here. He is. The question I have is, is is he in the room as he was in all of the gospels that we read? He was in the room and some responded to his presence and others went away and thought, that guy's completely weird. But some people were completely changed because they gave him attention and they had childlike faith to say, whatever this man, I know it's right. Whatever he's saying, I want to approach him and receive all that he is. And we read about those people in scripture and then we forget about them. And we say, well, we've got our life figured out, God. We got it all figured out. We're here, we're doing this. Maybe we're ordained as pastors. Maybe we're this, but... But my question to you is, if you come to him with your title, it means nothing. If you come to him with with your title, it means nothing because he's not about handing out titles. He's handing about relationships. He just wants a relationship with you. I want you to say this with me if, if you don't that's fine this is all your choice I, I've been resound to the fact that people are going to be on their phones during service whatever I'm resounded to the fact that people are going to be distracted whatever I'm just telling you we are presenting from this pulpit the best we got which is him I'm not here for the flashy lights but I want you to say this with me or say it in your heart you don't even have to repeat it with me Say, Lord, thank you for living in me. I sense your presence. Lord, thank you for being in me. I sense your presence. Now, have you ever done something or said something that you really didn't understand, but you did it out of faith? Maybe you don't feel him this morning, but you're born again, you don't feel him. Then I want you to continue to say, Lord, thank you for living in me. I feel your presence. And he will come and you will feel him. He will change you and some of you need joy and his word says that in his presence is fullness of joy some of you just need a dose of joy an inoculation of joy this morning it's in him it's in him so I was trying to get practical things from the Lord like how do I explain this to receive his presence to get into his presence how do I simplify it So much that every single person in the room, even the smallest among us, will grasp this morning what it means to be in his presence. I remember years and years ago, somebody came to a meeting and they brought this letter to me from the President of the United States. And they were a business owner and it said, The President of the United States, George Bush, is requesting your presence at the White House on this date, this time, this thing. Now I have a question for you. Did the President of the United States write that letter just to write the letter? No, it would be a waste of time. He genuinely wanted them to be there for whatever purpose. I don't know, I can't explain it. I wasn't there. Here's my question for you. He, here's my statement to you, I guess, first. The president of the United States wrote a letter to my friend saying, I want your presence, I'm requesting your presence in my house on this date and this time to fellowship. So, presence is not an idea, it's not a thought, it's not a spirit, it's not something out there, it's a person. So the president wanted this person and his wife to be in the White House so that he could have a relationship with him. And I think that we get sidetracked as the church to think that the presence of God is something out there. It's like this, this thing that floats through the room. No, it's him. It's Jesus. When we talk about the presence of God and him being here, it's he's here. You might not see him. You might not feel him. You might not hear him, but He's here not something out there he's here and if we understood that he was here I think personally our worship would look different our attention would be different when we're in the room not on whatever's going on and believe me when it's dark I can see your face lit up in blue because your phone's on and I don't call you out because it's not what I'm here for I'm here to point to him not to you but I'm here to tell you that if the, if the Lord wrote a letter to you and requested your presence at a certain place and a certain time, He's not asking you to send somebody in your place. He's not asking you for some spiritual encounter. He's asking for you to be with Him. And His Word is a letter to you to be with Him want to read this to you and then I, I i feel that we're supposed to just worship at the end and i don't want anybody on slides i don't want anybody doing any work of the kingdom i love you all you all do amazing work i literally want the end of this to just be worship john one says this in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. He lights your candle, everybody. He lights your candle. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This word, it says, is Jesus. And if you read from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, it's not written so that you can pull this verse out or another verse out and say this is what I want to do in my life so I'm going to take this verse and it says that I can do this so I'm going to go do it it also is not written so that we take it and we pull truth out of it and use it to beat somebody over the head with it's not written so that we would actually just change our lifestyle this word was written, this word is Jesus and here's what it was designed for us to do Jesus walks with us through the word just like in the garden in Genesis 1 he wants to walk with you through the word that takes time and he's willing to give you all of it so I would like everybody to stand worship team do whatever the Lord says but I'm asking you this morning if you have to move somewhere in fact I was I was at Lifeway last month or whatever I don't even remember now but I, I said, hey, I believe that the Lord wants to do something in worship and, uh, and we're going to pray for people and I'm going to do an altar call and they were like, yeah, those don't work here. I'm like, altar calls don't work here? She said, well, people will come forward, that's fine, but not everybody gets in. We've got a lot of spectators. That's nothing against anybody. It's just people, whatever. And, and I'm totally, it's totally awesome and I love everything about it, but we have spectators too. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to turn our attention to the Lord. I'm not going to be up here. They're going to do whatever the Lord tells them to do, but you are not going to be focused on anyone around you. Please don't be focused on anybody singing. Don't be focused on anything. There's going to be no words on the screen. The sound people are going to be laying on the floor. I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is going to get fun. But what I want you to do this morning is I want you to move somewhere. They asked me, to ask their people to move somewhere in the room where they were uncomfortable. So I'm just going to say that to you. Move somewhere in the room where you're uncomfortable. And then I want you to do these two things and I guarantee the Lord will show up in power and might. I want you to give him your attention. Pastor, how do I do that? Just start talking to him, please. It says enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Just start thanking him for stuff. Okay? If you don't If you don't like this, I'm sorry. This is just what the Lord's guiding us to do. And then I want you to start talking to him like a child. What does that mean? That means you're not here to pray a holy father prayer. You're here just to talk to him. And there's things in your life that you don't understand this morning. There are things that have happened. There's feelings that you've had. There's relationships that have been broken. There's things that you do not understand. I want you to ask him about them. Why does your left foot hurt? I don't know, but he does. And I want you to talk to him about those things. And that's why I don't want you to be comfortable where you're at. I want you to be uncomfortable. And I want you to do what he says. And I want you to worship him in spirit and in truth. Give him your attention. And talk to him like a child. And he will visit you. He'll come in your row. He'll put his arms around you and he'll comfort you. So Father, move in this time. We yield ourselves to you.
1: Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you pay. Bearing all my sin and shame In love you came And gave amazing grace Thank you for this love, Lord Thank you for the new pierced hand wash me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know is your forgiveness and embrace. love, Lord. Thank you for the nail piercings. You wash me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know is your forgiveness. From my heart I'll pour my love on you If praise is like perfume I'll lavish mine on you Till every drop is gone I'll pour my love on you Like oil upon your feet Like wine for you to drink water from my heart, I'll pour my love on you. If praise is like perfume, I'll lavish mine on you. Till every drop is gone, I'll pour my love. Smile See you. Thank you
0: believe the Lord is calling us back to carpet time not what we had in kindergarten but the real deal you may not have a square mat or a circle mat to go have carpet time on but he's calling each of us to more carpet time with him to become low to become low and to worship him by seeing him raised high a significant shift is happening I can feel it we're not here to perform or to do a duty we're here to worship and what you worship you become like to apply worth to something is to worship and what we worship we become like and I know that being like Rob isn't good enough I want to be like him So when the world sees me, they see him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, Lord, that every person in here is good enough Exactly as they are. The scriptures tell us that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He knew everything that you would be in this moment, he knew it. And he went to the cross in spite of how broken we are. Thank you, Lord. You are so worthy worthy in his presence as we read through scripture any need that that was had by anyone that he was in their midst he fulfilled that need so because I know he's here this morning I know he wants to fulfill and to solve any needs that you have So if you have a need this morning and you want prayer for that, come forward. Just don't trip on anybody. They're fine to stay right where you're at. Just stay there. But if you have a need this morning, maybe you've tried and tried and tried to fulfill it, and it just hasn't happened. He's here. He can do it. I know this sounds weird but would you just turn everything off like just silence I love the sound of pads but you can mute those too where we can hear clearly. We worship you. For we are dead and you are alive.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: communion this morning because the Lord said communion this morning but I didn't realize what he meant so you have a communion cup to take with you and go back here and be touched by him who loves you. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that along the road of life you give us guideposts to know we're going the right direction. And thank you, Lord, that today is one of those posts. Thank you, Lord, that those who are serving in all the areas in this building that were not in this room will have this encounter multiplied in their life this week because you are faithful. They didn't miss anything. Lord, may we take your peace and your love into every situation this week, that others may know that we are sons and daughters of a king who loves them. We surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, everyone who's being ministered to, just stay there. We'll make sure nobody steps on you, but if you're serving in youth camp or going to youth camp or you're a part of youth camp in some way, I just want you to come forward. Kyle, if you just give some of that, that would be awesome. Watch people as you step. If you're being ministered to, just stay drunk on the floor. It's fine with me. Come on forward all the way up front. There are some people who are not here. Uh, some had to work, some just couldn't make it this morning, but I've been praying since Ty called me. Number one, for a year we've been running the camp, but Ty talked to me and our district youth person talked to me and said, we want you to lead, we want you and Jen to lead camp this year spiritually. And that's a tough task when you're leading it physically. Um. So we've got 100 acres that looks amazing and thanks to all the people who have come out and those who are watching this from other churches in Foursquare and other churches that have come out to help us get it where it is. But there, there was a distinct shift this week and the shift was from preparing the grounds of the physical property of camp to preparing the atmosphere for camp. And uh, each person you see up here and those who aren't represented, um, we're going to take ground from the enemy. There's going to be 200 kids, students, sorry, I can't say kids, it's a youth camp. Um, There's going to be 200 students or so on the camp. That means for five days, they're out of their current atmosphere. And that also means that for five days, all of these volunteers that are going are out of their atmosphere. So I want you to extend your hands forward. We have something for you to do after this, but I want you to extend your hands forward to everyone going, whether they're students or helpers or whatever they're doing. And I just want to pray an anointing and a blessing on each person, no matter what their role is, that while they're out of their normal day-to-day routines, that God would just invade their space. And may this week change who they are. So extend your hands forward. Father, today, we look at these people in their faces and their bodies as they stand before us. But, Lord, we speak to their spirit and their soul. And we declare that Jesus is calling each of us to come aside with him for a week. And that it not be about our role, not be about our title, not be about the task we're doing, but be about his presence. So, Father, we speak over every person going, not just from this church, but especially from this church who are dedicating time and dollars and energy and for those who've already dedicated blood, sweat, and tears this week. Lord, that as we come away, we would approach you as a child. We would give you all the attention you deserve. And Father, we pray over the facility that every part, every piece, every mechanical thing every tree would say standing Uh, lord for all of it we just declare that we dispatch angels we know there's angels at the gate but lord we dispatch angels to protect and provide and to just be over everything that happens at camp this week and that we would see a generation changed to build your kingdom So Lord, for every student that's coming that their home life is more like hell than heaven, Lord, may they find comfort in those on this platform that know your peace. May they find joy in those who know your presence. May they find hope May they find healing. May they find deliverance in those you're sending to minister the gospel. And Lord, may day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, may they all have a distinct anointing and presence that will shift generations. And finally, this may be a little in the carnal, but Lord, I pray for each person up here that is serving every student, that they would actually sleep at camp, that their bodies would renew, and that they would wake up at 4.30 in the morning with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, each person up here is going to be holding, they're all mixed up, so everybody's going to be holding a wristband you can come and take one, you can take five, I don't care, but the expectation is that you come up to one of these people, if you're committing to pray, this is not, I'm taking it and leaving it in the floorboard of my car or in the cup holder. If you're committing to pray, we've got the names of everybody here that is going to camp. And my my ask, my petition to you this morning is that you would take one, two, five, whatever it is, and that you would actually put them on your body and every time that you look at them, you would pray for whoever's name is on them the things that we just declared and prayed, that we would see transformation in our family, transformation in all those families that are coming, and transformation in all the families that each one of these people will touch after camp. So as we close today, Kyle, I'm sorry about your fingers, my friend, but thank you so much for your gift and playing today. Um, Come up and grab them, we have the offering plate in the back. Make sure you do that. If the Lord's called you to do that, drop it in. But come forward if you want to pray with them when you take it, great. But make this a priority that this week. I know that, I know that when we're at camp, let me just tell you. I know when we're at camp, when we're in the tough spots, you can feel the prayers of the saints. You can feel them. And so I just ask you to partake in it, however the Lord tells you to do so. Have an awesome week. enjoyed today's message i would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world god bless you and have an awesome week